0: I, like, stayed calm in the moment, but it was really frightening. I looked down and my afterward and my hands were just, like, shaking. <laughs> and, um, oh, Warren, do you have a CD player in your van? I can bring some, like, some music for the road, like, you know, when you picks me up from the airport. And so I went to just, like, the local, you know, record shop that they sell CDs to. And I picked up a copy of The Planets by Gustav Holst. They're like, don't try anything new on race day, and I'm like, cool. I'm going to run 69
1: miles. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Christian Ultra Podcast. This will contain part two of my interview with Liz and Joss, and conclude the two-hour interview that we held together. So, while you're listening to this, I'm out on the Southwest Coast Path hopefully still out there running and uh you can follow my progress on my live tracker which is on my website www.christianultra.com that's christian with a k so sit back relax and enjoy part two of my interview with liz and oh yeah so your trail name when you were out there because people acquire a trail name was mercury what was the um Story behind the trail named Mercury and who gave it to you?
0: Yeah, so I I chose Mercury. I I chose it because it was actually right before that New York hike that I did with Warren. Um, Before I flew out from Portland, I was like, Oh, Warren, do you have a CD player in your van? I can bring some like some music for the road, like you know, when he picks me up from the airport. And so I went to just like the local, it's you know, record shop that they sell CDs to, and I picked up a copy of the Planets by Gustav Holst. It's like a orchestral suite with one song named after every planet and i i listened to it before leaving and and just loved the song mercury and it it's just kind of this really like playful light piece but then it has these very like kind of emotional sweeping lines in it too and i was like oh this is how i feel on the trail i love this so i and then i um then i just like i think i just like googled mercury and was like oh this is cool it's the I think it's the the roman god it's the fleet footed winged or wing winged footed messenger and i thought that was neat because i was like oh i you know i'm you know running the trail winged feet and then it's also the uh smallest speediest planet around the sun so it's just all these kind of neat like Fit, associations fitting, with mercury yeah. so yeah yeah so i was like i think i want that to be my trail name mercury um and then uh,
1: yeah. So that's, that's where that name came from. Yeah. Well, let's go back to day one. Um, you'd been there before y- you were, like you said, you were going to see how far you could get and you had the mishap of the, um, falling and splitting your, the skin open around your knee, but you got back up on the horse. What was it like going back for real? You know, this is, you know, the start of something, um, which most people in their lives, uh, just don't, um, put themselves in a position to experience for whatever reasons. Um, what, what did it feel like to, for you and Warren? What was it like before? What did you, did you get there the day before? Um, were you and Warren nervous? Um, did you have a, a, so what happened?
0: Yeah. Um, so I, it was kind of nice. I'm really I had, good at
1: asking questions by the way. You can tell, you know,
0: <laughs> Oh, that's, I, I thought that was great.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Very fitting question. Um, I, so I, I had a nice transition from leaving Portland, Oregon, to arriving in Tennessee where Warren lives. So I, I actually drove across the U S like I just did a solo road trip, which nice. was actually great. Like it gave me a, you know, I, I, in, in Portland, I, you know, I was just kind of wrapping up all the the stuff that I was doing there, making sure I had people kind of taking over my my day to day things, making sure they were set, just kind of running around and packing, and it was really kind of chaotic for the last you know week or two. Um, so once I actually hit the road, it was kind of like, whew, okay, like Peace. now I yeah. can, yeah, I can I can think about the trail and just kind of get into a a new mind frame so I think I took a week or so to drive out there and then nice. and then I stayed in Tennessee um, at Warren's folk school for about a week maybe a little less but right around that and um, and that that gave us time to just kind of I mean he had stuff going on but um, but yeah again just kind of time to mentally prepare um, I you know I was able to get out on the trail um in virginia and tennessee some i just did some shakeout runs maybe like six miles at a time or something like that and and it gave us ample time to pack the van and also just kind of optimize the the support van to make sure everything is kind of how we want it before we start and also hold up hold
1: up gotta get you to pause there jumping (laughs) in so the van also has a name come on let's um pegasus yeah pegasus (laughs) right pegasus Yeah. I should just
0: call it, say Pegasus from now on, the support right. vehicle. <laughs> gotcha,
1: gotcha.
0: Um, and then, so we didn't actually leave for the, so I, I started right at midnight on July 7th, and so we didn't actually leave uh, the folk school in Tennessee to go to the, the southern terminus of the trail in Georgia until the 6th, the day before. We basically drove down. That day, um, got to the um, there's a a parking lot that's about a mile from where the you know the the trail starts at the top mm-hmm. of Springer. Um, David Horton met us along the way because he you know he started with us up there too. Um, so so yeah, we basically just went straight there and and then. Um, I had did time. you manage to
1: sleep that at all that that day because it's the not if you're starting at 12 you would have been preparing yeah. a bit before so did you manage to get any sleep in?
0: I so I got a lot of sleep the night before and and like the any you know the previous nights leading up to that and then I think that before starting I I got a cut you know I think maybe I was asleep by eight or 8.30 or something like that so I think I got like a few hours of sleep before and, and Was that
1: in the back of Pegasus? The support van? Yes. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so just just a warm up, eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> just a preview of what's to come, little <laughs> to my knowledge.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, mean to butt in. Sorry. Carry on.
0: Oh uh, no, that's okay. I mean that's great. Yeah. So yeah, I got a few hours of sleep and then we started. And then I think you were asking how it felt and was I nervous. And I, I actually I mean I didn't feel nervous at all part, partly because you know, I I haven't done a record attempt before. I don't necessarily, you know, it's like we had the you know little dress rehearsals, but I and I felt I felt really prepared from doing those. I felt good that I had done the actual first few days um, before, or at least um, those sections. Like I had done it before. So I felt like okay. I even know the trail. Um, I I don't know. I just I felt really. I I didn't feel nervous. I felt confident. I all, just from the I felt like I had spent so much time preparing and thinking about it that it was just kind of a relief. Kind kind of like on a, a race day. Like for if you we, if you compare it with road running. Um. I, well, that's the
1: saying, isn't there? Um, the race doesn't begin at the start line. It begins many many months before um in training mm-hmm. and in preparation
0: yeah so um i was really calm and and i felt the same it's it's nice because the be, because of the nature of what it is it's it's not like i'm uh, at the top of springer and and starting my watch then running as fast as i can it, it, you oh. know, it's <laughs> like, i'm just gonna like easily kind of like walk and jog down this mountain <laughs> like, <laughs> so like so it was just kind of like nice and relaxed, and um, and that's yeah, that that's how I felt going into it.
1: Well, well, it was uh, midnight, so that's quite a lot of darkness hours, uh, and you put in quite a big day actually. Uh, it, I don't yes. know if it's this right, correct um, data on Strava, but what was the was it about seventy nine miles?
0: It was um, just over sixty nine miles
1: oh okay 69 miles on the, on yeah. the
0: first day yeah mm.
1: <laughs> and uh was that the that's because i know hellgate 100 is a well it's 100k which is about 62 miles so on your first day on the 80 you kind of run further than you'd ever run before
0: um yes i did <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's um, cool yep. I, yep. yeah yeah <laughs>
0: They're like, don't try anything new on race day, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna run
1: sixty nine miles. <laughs> yeah, well, race day's relative. It's a, it's a, long, know, it's know. a long trail, two thousand miles. And um, yeah. so, was that a decision that you'd kind of? Was that kind of obviously with something like this? There's a strategy, you know. Um, you're gonna yes. have a. a, a, a I, I know. Also, just just to clarify, I guess when you were setting out, you made it public that you were gonna go for the overall, um, record on the AT.
0: Yeah, so I, um I was, I, I mean, going for the the overall or, or the women's uh, record, yeah, I, I basically yeah, said, I like, but, you that. know, I have a goal of running 47 to 53 miles a day, they, you know, um, yeah. and so I, you know, I knew the the overall record, which would, you know, definitely, I mean, both, both records <laughs> are extremely, you know, ambitious, difficult, Um, they would, that would be a really Big achievement either way, um, but I, I I wanted to at least try to go for the overall record, and and I I, I would attribute that to Jennifer Far Davis because I, you know she um, she initially set the the women's record um, in her in her second through hike of the Appalachian Trail, and at the time there there wasn't an established women's record, and so she. I mean I said kind of like looked at the men's record or overall record, set set a goal for herself and think thought, you know, I think it was like, okay, I think the X amount of days would be a reasonable goal. And I, I believe I, I might not have this number right, but I believe she finished in fifty-six days. And and she wrote about this in her in her book, Called Again, but I, I think afterwards she felt, you know, I think I could have done that faster. Like I felt good at the end of every day. I feel like I could have done more. So um so she went back years later and went for the overall record um, and she she got it like she did it. Um, yeah. And that's when she said her, you know, it was the overall record at the time and current record now of 46 days. So I, I just felt inspired by her and wanted to at least give myself a, a shot <laughs> at the, the overall record. So the the strategy, the initial strategy that we had going into it was like going for, um, I don't know how to, Carol or Carl, Carol, Carol's record. Yeah. Um, and Call him Sa- so,
1: Sabe. Yeah. it's easy that Sabe. way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's his surname, <laughs> Sabe. <laughs> Sabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that, um, so the, that big initial first day, and then, then I did a pretty big second day too, f- 56 miles by, um, but it it was intentional we we wanted to put in some more miles while basically like before i was really run down in those first few days knowing that he put in this incredible push up toward the up north and in the white mountains and yeah. we're like okay we're we're pretty like sure that that's not something that i or anyone can match so like so let's try to let's try to put in some, some miles now. And then the, the idea was, you know, to hopefully have to do like that, re- but then put in relatively like nor quote unquote, normal days, put yeah. through the rest of the time. Like a
1: reverse strategy of what, um, Carol Survey did, like put in, cause he did, he did almost a hundred mile push, but I think Warren said he did have a little bit of sleep, um, on that big push at the end. I don't know how much sleep he had. Do you know more okay. about that or
0: I, you know, I don't, no, I know, yeah, but yeah, he,
1: sure. so he put in a big hundred mile push at the end. So your idea was not to do a hundred miles, but put in some big days yeah. early on and not have to do something extraordinary really like that at the end. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, yeah, I didn't want to count on having to do something or trying to do something like that at the end. Um, I, You know, looking back at uh, you know a lot of former or not or current current and former record holders or attempters that you know I I see a lot of people putting in these big pushes at the end, and I'm like I just don't know if that's my style. Like I just I don't know. I just didn't want to necessarily count on having to do something like that. That Amazing. We're like okay, let's put in a, a push early. So about yeah. you know, so we just went for it.
1: <laughs> I have another question um, and you've part partially answered it, but I know this um, thing about sliding goals or, or, I mean, that's my own phrase, but you could call it ABC yeah. um, goals. Did you go in there? Well, I know you did. <laughs> like I said, you've kind of, yeah. so did you have a range of goals to stay motivated? Because w- what you've done is you've come away with records that you didn't you know your your a goal was to break the overall record you didn't achieve that, but you've achieved all these other things so obviously along the trail you kept motivated um because you had these other goals like I call them sliding goals to reach for did you go in before you even started at springer did you have those mapped out in your mind of what your other goals were
0: um as far as beyond the overall and the women's record I actually didn't and m- maybe it would have been <laughs> good if I had but um, I I don't know I am um, and I just based on the the preparation and and I think also just I like I had a, a lot of self belief and confidence and I was just I um, you know even Though, you know, I was going into this, you know, thing that I haven't done before. So um, I, I think I, I just really went all in with this m- mindset of like, I want to break a record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, so I, I didn't necessarily I have. But, it's,
1: uh, but at some point you did that adopt I did. Those. Yeah. So maybe you didn't start that way, but you were smart enough. And that's what ultra running is about. It's about adapting and you adapted and you, um, you know, you create, you kept your motivation by pursuing other goals. So you, you, you know, you were pretty smart and, and I think I guess Warren would have helped play a role in that also.
0: Yeah. So there is a a definite pivot, I guess, or um, change when, when it became clear, so, um, okay, so after, I think it was just after three or four days, I had this I, section um, where I got turned around in the Smokies. I, I hadn't seen a blaze in a long time, and I got convinced that I had gotten off trail some, somehow or gotten on a side trail, because I was like, "I this doesn't seem right. I don't know. I haven't seen a blaze, and I didn't, you know, my, my phone had died, and I and anyway, I it was just a a a bad day. Bad <laughs> day. A bad day in the office. Adding on about seven miles extra. So a 30 mile section turned into a 37 mile section, which was actually all on the AT. I had never left the AT. <laughs> it was it was very sad. Um I did eventually, you know, uh you know, get some help, and I got on my way. But um, it just uh, at at the end of that day, I was just like, I I need to stop <laughs> for for the day, and and it was just like, okay, definitely no longer going for the overall record. <laughs> but um, but I had put in such big days at the start that that going after the women's record was still within reach still possible. And so basically, from that third or fourth day on, we're like, Okay, let's go for the women's record. And, um, and I, you know, I was on track for that for a long time, the the wrench that was thrown in there, which I, you know, I'm not the only one that has experienced this, but I had just really bad chance basically. And um, so I spent a lot of time, uh, much more time walking um, than Running and and spent much more time walking than I anticipated running and um, but I basically like was still putting in the the miles that I needed to keep that goal um, attainable. Yeah, and I held on to that for a really long time (laughs) but the shin splints would you know they'd maybe go away for a little bit then reappear and and i was also putting in these long long days maybe like 20 hours or even longer than 20 hours and getting very little sleep and it was just kind of a, a losing battle it's like you know you can only do that for so long before your body's just gonna be like nope can't do that and so i think it was maybe like right maybe it was my last day or so in the the shenandoahs in virginia um i'm trying to think that might have been around day 20 or 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 somewhere around there that i was that it was just kind of like rock bottom i was like i told more you know i told Warren, i was like i don't this isn't i don't i don't i can't keep going like i can't do this my you know my my shin is in excruciating pain um I, this isn't, it's not sustainable. I don't know what to do. And I, at that point, I don't think I would considered, oh, well, why don't we look at some, you know, some other goals? I think it was just like, I I still kind of had this all or nothing mentality and it was really getting to me psychologically. Um, And I'm probably, you know, I, it's like, oh, well, if I can't attain this women's record, I, you know, it's like I was feeling, almost I was feeling bad that I was receiving so much help from all these people along the way and help from Warren help from and I, I was like, I if I'm not even reaching this goal, I feel like I'm failing everybody. And th- this is just me in my head and kind of like feeling sorry. for my, But I, but I, I, I really was feeling almost just like, yeah, like I was failing or feeling embarrassed or feeling just all, all these kind of really, negative things and um and so i i don't know warren sat down with me and said okay here's what here's what the rest of your it, it, like trek would look like if you continued on doing 20 mile days and i was like oh i don't i don't like how that looks taken he's like here's how it would look doing 30 mile days and i was on the one hand i was like oh it would be such a relief to like not have to like to not be hiking all 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 day but just like kind of finishing out you know and i I don't want to stay more relaxed because that's still a long way to go every day but but maybe just i was like oh it'd be so nice to kind of take the pressure off and be like oh well you know i tried and just I, yeah, I don't know, just kind of like, or I even had all my like a a larger pack and all my through hiking stuff, you know, it's like, you know, I could just finish this out as, uh, as my own through hike and not, you know, an FKT record attempt. Um, But then, but I just, that also just didn't sit very well with me because I was like, well, if I just am left to my own devices or just hike however much I want to hike every day or don't have a certain goal. I don't, I think just psychologically that would be really hard and like what if I don't even make it to Katahdin with that like I don't know I just I I was kind of having a hard time so then we then we started to look at we're like okay well what if we do like keep going with the same intensity but with more uh, instead of like hoping that my ability to run and this pain will go away. (laughs) Maybe just like accepting, okay, this is how fast I'm moving right now. This is about how much I can cover in a day while still getting like a somewhat reasonable amount of sleep, what can we do with this? So that's when we started to look at um, like, okay, let's try to shoot for under 50 days. And at the time that seemed really, yeah, that seems like a pretty, like not, it would still be a really difficult to achieve, but, but, um, but it still seemed attainable from where I was at that point. And then, um, and then (laughs) I, I think I just like casually dropped I was like, David Horton's record is 52 days. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Warren just laughed, (laughs) but we're like, okay, we'll put David Horton's record on there (laughs) as a, as another goal. And then, um, Uh, Heather Anderson's self-supported women's record is 54 days, um, so that, you know, she did that without any support vehicle, without people helping her along the way. She did that all on her own, Um, so just wanting to make that really clear, but that she did that in 54 days, and so I was like, okay, that would, you know, uh, even though I'm supported, I would still, that, that would be a goal to see if I can beat Heather Anderson's time um so so that so basically we had a new a b and c goal under 50 under david horton's record under heather anderson's record and and then after that it it was kind of like you know i took the rest of the day to recover ice kind of like lick my wounds and uh, i you know maybe uh let let myself like kind of allow myself to like feel bad for myself for a little bit but then like okay next day back to business back on the trail like let's let's see what we can do and that that's when it kind of felt like part two of the, the journey so.
1: just remind me what day that was
0: uh, approximately that,
1: it's just a just rough idea
0: yeah that was I mean, I think it was around day 20, but okay. um, so, if yeah. you, I think there's like a little chart that Warren put out on the blog on MercuryOnThe80.com. Yeah. but you'll see there's a day that I think I only did 12 miles, <laughs> yeah. so that that's the day that it was kind of like, okay, let's reevaluate, reassess, and and I think even the next day I only did 20 miles, so maybe it was two days that I took to kind of just kind of figure figure out what to do. Yeah, Yeah, you know
1: that that's so significant though i mean i don't i'm no psychologist or anything but that's a hard pill to swallow you know and you doing 12 miles you know that's um that's something which you can measure by distance but you can't really measure decisions you know and that was such a big decision for you to make and and warren you know as a team and and to to still do 12 miles make the decision, go to sleep, wake up and carry on. I think that's just, um, I'm really inspired by that. And I'm sure people who are listening (laughs) will be, because what it meant was, is that you went in there um, with one goal in mind, you fell off that goal. Um, You put yourself under a lot of pressure. You kept on going and going, you almost broke. And then you thought, right, okay, you know what? My body's almost breaking, but my mind, and and you made a new goal and you carried on and and that's yeah. just um, that's astounding and the end result is I bet you're so pleased that you made that decision. To
0: <laughs> so yes, I'm so happy and it yeah just like when when you're yeah I'm I, I'm really happy that because it, I think everything seems so much more um, maybe uh, dramatic like when you're in it <laughs> or like. <laughs> uh, You know, because you spend your entire day focused on this one thing, and it becomes your everything. And I, you know, I think with all those feelings of like I was failing, or like I was failing other people, I, I don't know. I um, I don't think I necessarily was looking at it from a wider angle or more maybe like rational perspective (laughs) and so i so i i I am really glad that um that that we chose to go on and it it was just an incredible experience and 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 i I also learned like the the more i went on you know i had all these feelings of like oh like you know i no one's gonna want to support me anymore or like no one because i'm not on track for this Record, but it it was like just the opposite. <laughs> like it, you know, people kept coming out, and um, I I I don't know. I, I I think I just it was kind of like a learning moment for me that you know that it's not it really isn't about the kind of like necessarily the the end goal or the numbers or the the results. Uh, I, I think it's just the, you know, maybe like the, the effort and the heart and the, you know, the energy that you you put into something, um, that it makes it worthwhile. It, it's not about the the end result. And I and I that was just a kind of a good, maybe like learning moment that yeah. came out for me as as a very like achiever, results driven person it was like (laughs) it was really good to to learn some of those things firsthand that like oh it's that's actually like not what it's really all about so
1: i mean that's a that's a big lesson right in the middle of a record attempt and you know you landed on your feet you're the fastest northbound supported um uh female uh completer of the Appalachian trail so you you didn't come away from it without a prize you know yeah that's
0: true um,
1: yeah and then um we, we didn't really speak much about the logistics. I think that would be really uh, nice to uh, talk about. The fact that you're probably, I think you're a specimen for scientists to see how far a human being can go <laughs> it, with as little sleep. Okay, so one question I've got is, did you have any naps on trail naps or naps in Pegasus and I'm referring never. to the trail um, van vehicle, support vehicle Pegasus in the daytime outside of. Never, 19th.
0: never. Oh, no. That's
1: insane. It was I, I, just so impressive. always
0: going. Always. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, it was just, I, you know, in maybe in the first half when I was still on track for the women's record, yeah. I, I really barely allowed myself any breaks. It was usually just like, grab stuff and go or like quick do this thing and keep going and um after that was out of reach i did start to take my time a little more at breaks like instead of like grabbing my sandwich and going onto the trail i'd just like sit on the bumper and eat my sandwich (laughs) i'm like you know what i'm gonna sit down and eat this sandwich (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah no but that you know that was still never longer than five or 10 minutes, and I was just always moving.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and just for people who um, are out there who probably don't know the statistics, I, I bet Warren's put together an average sleep uh, chart, but do you know what your average sleep was?
0: Uh, for oh the my goodness. I, I mean, my guess for average sleep really would be like, probably four and a half hours.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to be
0: generous. (laughs) I mean, four, four hours, maybe. Yeah. Were you,
1: were you like, did you hallucinate? Did you fall asleep on your feet on the trail? Did you feel like you need, did you slap yourself a couple of times in the face? did you feel tired? Yes.
0: (laughs) I I did slap myself on the face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And that was more toward the, the beginning. Um, Oh, that's funny. When yeah. it, it was, yeah, I would, I think I felt the sleepiest more toward the beginning when I was still, I was still putting in 50 plus miles on the day, but walking and it would take 20 hours or more than 20 hours. Um, but I, yeah, I would get these kind of spells where I would just feel so sleepy and yeah, I'd, you know, you know, kind of smack myself in the face, um, especially early. I <laughs> know, that wasn't the only thing, but that was one of my one of the strategies. Um, I, there were hardly any hikers on the trail, and in, in the beginning, um, may, maybe initially from Springer, there were a handful. But you know, when I was going through, uh, I, like North Carolina, Tennessee, Southern Virginia, I really I was just I was just out there. By myself like for really long stretches so I would just sing to myself like at the top of you know I would just sing and that would just give me something to do and get my mind to focus on doing something other than thinking about how tired I was so mm, yeah. like so so singing really helped and yeah I, I don't know um
1: yeah no, that's, I, I never yeah.
0: hallucinated yeah. <laughs> yeah so
1: at least that i think it's uh it helps when you can actually you you have a a career as a singer that you were (laughs) singing because that would have been quite nice actually So hold on i can hear someone singing oh they're actually in tune that's
0: nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: what what kind of stuff did uh warren bring to you on the trail what were you eating
0: oh i mean oh it wasn't it I was say it wasn't that ex- i mean we a lot of like sandwiches and wraps and then especially when it through sections and states where it was hotter out um i really i tried to drink as many calories as i could so Smart, yeah. we just had these like really high d- like high dense caloric uh d- density Well, I can't think, I can't get the right phrase. No
1: worries, I get it.
0: Chlorically dense protein shakes. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I had like a lot of protein shakes, uh, which actually was great. It would be like these 350 or 400 calorie bottles that I could drink in, you know, less than 30 seconds. So that was pretty efficient.
1: (laughs) Wow, Uh, (laughs) 500 calories in the stomach in 30 seconds.
0: Two two at a time and, um, and then, you know, just like, Oh, like junk food and candy. And then, you know, a lot of bars. Um, so really just anything that was like easy to eat, had a lot of calories. Um, and yeah. yeah, that's, so yeah. none it wasn't too exciting, but yeah.
1: No, it's kind of pretty exciting because you wouldn't normally eat like that in your daily life. Um, no. I mean, it, you know, how many, how many calories? I don't know. Do you have an idea of how many calories you were burning on a daily basis?
0: Gosh, it's, hard. I, it's a
1: guess, isn't it?
0: I know. I I have no idea, and I yeah. and I've also gotten the question, how many calories did I consume? And I I really don't know. I know no. that it was. Uh, what I do know is that it was never enough. I felt yeah. like I was always eating, always consuming, but it was just, it, you know, it was never enough. So in any time that it's like pretty much at the the end of the day every day, you know, I have this, you know, I'm trying to basically like clean up and go to sleep as soon as I can cuz sleep's so important, but also at the end of every day I'm trying to just like stuff my face with whatever I can cuz like cuz just getting in as many calories as you can. So um yeah. I yeah, I would say eating is definitely it's, it's part of the job. It's an integral part of the job and you have to be a really good eater to be able to do this kind of thing. And I, I think I could have been a better eater.
1: Did you, um, start and finish the same weight?
0: No, I um I finally was able to weigh myself yesterday. I think I lost about 13 pounds, wow. um, which I, you know, um, I, I, feel you know i have a i don't have a lot to lose so that was yeah not yeah. not great um but you know uh so it is what no, it's it is, gonna I happen
1: guess. i mean you yeah, I you guess. just you, you've just done something that not many um human beings do you know you've you've moved forward on the trail for you know that you know the entire day and ate food and like you said it's hard to keep those calories in did you yeah. um uh, I know this is probably a personal question, but did you clean it's your okay. teeth on it? Did you clean your teeth daily or did you um, like, did you, did you keep your teeth? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: I did. I mean, I just did one today, so it would either be first thing in the morning or last thing at night. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think there was one day that I skipped and it was like maybe one of the the final few days where I was just like, I need sleep, <laughs> and like, so I and you know it felt really gross, but you know I was like, okay, I'm allowing myself one day, and then <laughs> and then I brush my teeth again the next day. But yeah, I you know I wondered about stuff like that too before start. Because I was like, do people that do this kind of stuff, do they like how much time do they take for personal hygiene? <laughs> so I did you know, um, so I I brush my teeth once a day, which isn't great, but it's better than nothing, and. um, Oh, it's pretty good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And I'll, I'll just, <laughs> I'm just totally going to volunteer more personal information. Put it out
1: for, there. Go for it. For,
0: for, for the women. I always wondered like, it, like do women take the time to shave, like to shave their legs or their armpits? And I like, I think I like toward the beginning, I was like, well, I'm going to shave my armpits. <laughs> but <laughs> But then like, you know, it's like, so like, how often are you going to have time to get, into, so eventually I was just like, no, that's not sustainable. So I was just very hairy by the end. <laughs> and I'm just volunteering that so that like, other women, if you're out there going for an FKT, um, don't feel like you have to like, keep upholding this, like, <laughs> like just, you know, I, you'll, you'll be able to shave when it's done. It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's really important, you know, like, cause that's an added pressure, isn't it? Um, you know, yeah. if, you're a, if you're a female, um, FKT attemptee, um, and you've got that social pressure, you know, screw the social pressure, just get yeah. out there and get it done. Be, yeah. you know, d- don't worry about, um, shaving and stuff. <laughs> also, uh, so the, the sleep, the food, uh, the sheer endurance, um, what was it like with the, the wildlife out there? Cause I know you had a few encounters with some mama bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah, so for the m- most part, I mean, why, it, it was neat. Like, I got to see a lot of wildlife. I did see a lot of bears. Um, I did have, a, like, two bear encounters where, where I, you know, I'm a quiet hiker. I could, you know, I should just be wearing, like, a jingly bell on me or something. But um, but I, I startled, twice I startled um, bear cubs. And then Mama Bear came to the rescue. The, the first time was in the Smoky Mountains and, you know, I just, the mama bear was already on the trail eating some berries or something and she just kind of snorted and growled at me and stood her ground and I was like, okay, I will go around, it's fine. And I like bushwhacked around and then made like a very wide semicircle around the bear and her cubs. Um, my legs got really scratched up because it was through these like blackberry bushes and yeah. so but it's better it was better than, you know, uh, angering a mama bear so that was fine and i was on my way and then the second time was just a little bit outside of hot springs where i you know i came around a corner i saw i heard kind of like a some you know branches i just heard some noises like branches snapping and then i saw these little baby cubs scurrying up some trees and i was like oh no here we go again and then uh, a mama bear came bursting out of the these bushes or like tall grass or whatever it was, and she was not happy. She she actually like started running toward me, like basically, uh, charge. She was bluff charging me basically, so she ran toward me, and that freaked me out. And I I just kind of like stumbled backwards and was like whoa whoa, and and she stopped, and I you know I was backing away, but I guess I didn't back away enough for her liking and she charged at me again (laughs) and so i you know i backed up some more and um and and then she she stopped and you know i i think i had finally given her enough space but then just for good measure she got up on her hind legs and was just kind of showing all of her fierceness uh for for good measure and um yeah that that, yeah, that I like stayed calm in the moment, but it was really frightening. I looked down, and my afterward, and my hands were just like shaking. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and,
0: um, and then, um, yeah. I, I mean, I ended up doing the same thing. I was just like, okay, well, I know the bears are there, so I'm gonna make this really wide semicircle around them and, and reconnect with the trail up a little ways. And I did, and it was fine. And um, I, I actually. Uh, I walked by a shelter a, a little bit after that and, and there were some hikers there and I, I talked to them for a little bit and it, it was neat. They were like, oh, are you Mercury? And like they knew who I was and was asking me about the hike and I, I told them about the bear and they were like, oh yeah, we just saw that bear. And um, they were by the river and, and anyway, that same hiker got in touch with me after the hike so just in the past week or so and and he said he remembered our conversation about the bear and he sent me a couple pictures of the bear and the cubs so i was like oh i have a picture of the the mama bear that like kind of tried to attack me (laughs) and (laughs) which is like okay that's kind of cool and seeing the picture now I'm like oh she's kind of cute (laughs) yeah she's
1: She's also like two inches big on your phone screen you know a bit different
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah cute when she's not mad at me so
1: (laughs) how about any did you see any moose or any kind of I know they're really rare bobcat or anything like that
0: I didn't see any moose I didn't see any cats I, I, yeah, up in Maine and, and I, yeah, I think even in New Hampshire, I, I saw a lot of like moose poop on the trail. So I was like, okay, I know there are moose around and, um, you know, toward the end, I psychologically, I, I, you know, I knew I was getting close, but it was still, it, it was just so hard. Like every day was so hard and there were times where I would maybe be walking along in the woods and I'd, I'd hear noises like maybe to my right or my left, you know, off in the distance. And in my mind, I'd be like, I wonder if that's a moose, but if I look, then I'll, You'll if it see. is a moose, then I might have to like react or do something. <laughs> and I'm like, if I just keep looking forward, then I don't know if there's the moose next to me. <laughs> and then I like, don't have to, so it's very like, it doesn't, act, It doesn't actually really make that much sense, but I think I was just like, I'm just going to keep walking. (laughs) I I think
1: there's a saying and it's ignorance is bliss. So it ties in with that, you know, if I don't see it, it's not there or it might be, but I'm not going to (laughs) look.
0: Yeah. So I just kind of put the blinders on. I was like, it's, you know, it's not bothering me now. So I'm just going to keep walking.
1: (laughs) did you have people come out or actually you did say you had some people out did you yeah. um have a little bit of company along the way in terms of kind of pacing or people hanging out with you moving at your pace
0: yeah it, it was great i had um re- really a, a lot of people come out and it, most of it wasn't pre-planned it would be people that had been following along with the record attempts and they just kind of say they're they're like, okay, you know, they get Warren's update. And they're like, Oh, she should be about in my area. Now I'm going to go see and and you know, they'd just go to maybe like, the approximate road crossing and, and then look for Warren. And so they, you know, meet Warren and, um, and then just say like, Hey, can I like join you for this next section? be like, sure. So it was actually really nice to, um, you know, people would just come out and, and run or walk with me. And, um, I like going into it. I wasn't sure how I'd feel about, the, I was like, Oh, you know, um, I, I don't know them. Is that going to be weird? But it was actually really great. Cause most of the time on the trail was by myself. So anytime I had company, it was like the most exciting thing. And I loved having people to talk to. <laughs> and I met so many wonderful people that way. And I, I, it just blew my mind that, that, that many people like wanted to help and be part of it. It was really special. So. Um, so that I mean, I think that I would say maybe that happened the most in Virginia and Pennsylvania, but it was all all throughout. People would come out, and they they just want to yeah, just walk walk with me. And th- there were even people that would um, that would spend maybe part of the day with Warren, like they'd just come to the road crossings to um, to see me come through and talk to him. Then they'd you know, bring their lawn chairs and just kind of like hang out and I come through and then they pack up their lawn chairs and then follow <laughs> Warren to the next road crossing, then set up again. And, and, you know, they get to see other hikers and talk to other people that are coming through as well. So there's just this whole neat, like hiking trail community and, you know, people that love the trail, love hikers, and also that just love record attempts. So like, it yeah. was really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. did did you have any kind of uh grandma figures uh bring out any kind of apple pie or any you know really <laughs> nice food brought out oh and one other question um, as well and did david horton bring any chicken fried chicken out <laughs>
0: um i i there was um you know, two lovely people in maine that brought out uh these delicious apple pies um from i think it's just like a a really a beloved local vendor um, that they specialize nice. in making pies so some, someone actually used to bring out pies that was really nice um david horton i i think it was in the first day or two he brought me a strawberry banana smoothie from mcdonald's and i really liked it so yeah. he, he just kept bringing me those and then <laughs> he posted on one of his you know a, a trail running facebook group i think it was one from virginia but you know he said come out and and support liz and also she likes strawberry banana smoothies so i had i I had so many people bringing me smoothies which was great it was hot i I love smoothies so that was just really funny a little different from chicken fried chicken but um yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, that's that's funny um well uh, i i mean we couldn't we well, you know, okay, it's fin- this finished five days ago. And I, can I just read, I'll read something out that you posted here on Facebook. Because sure. I thought it was well written and um, it gives uh, people an idea. Um, so I'll just open that up and read it here. Okay, right. So uh, it says, and this is, I think, your last post two days ago. From Springer Mountain in Georgia to Katahdin in Maine, my nearly 52 days spent on the Appalachian Trail were like a hyperlapse of rising and falling suns, moons, stars, storms, calm mountains, valleys. It wasn't so much a daily endeavor, but more like a singular continuous stretch moving ever forward. And, uh, and I'll share some links in the show notes. I, th- I think those words are so just well just touching and, and say so much have you thought about what are you, so I heard um, someone being interviewed called Chrissy Wellington who I think she was like Ironman world champion three times and I think she won like so many Ironman world championships uh, and her coach said to her what you can achieve outside of Iron Man with your Iron Man accomplishments um, is vast. So, have you thought? And I know it's the early days. Have you thought about what you want to do with what you've achieved in the future?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thank thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I mean i I think that's something I'll be maybe continuing to contemplate just in this kind of after time from the trail i um i yeah as far as maybe like athletic pursuits i i don't i don't know if i have anything on the radar um but but yeah kind of like beyond that and beyond the the trail um and i mean you mentioned the you know what i wrote like i i really like writing and i i really would like to try to put this journey in words um somehow like what yeah whether that i don't know what that whether it is like a blog or a series of short stories or or a book um and i i would really like to share about it that way so but so i kind of you know i feel like the the possibilities as far as what's next are endless like I you know I don't know after I recover from this if I'm gonna be like oh like what's the the next adventure gonna be am I do I want to do more long trails do I want to do more uh you know I've done the one ultra race so do I want to do more ultra races or do I want to um do I want to do a bunch of writing or do I yeah so I I mean all of that's on my mind and I I, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer to that yet, yeah, but no, no, but I, I think it's kind of a neat, a neat place to be right now with just kind of the you know after you know achieving I uh, I guess like fe- feeling good about my my road racing and then just feeling really uh, just kind of coming off of this really big I mean hi- hiking the Appalachian Trail has been just like a lifelong dream and now i i did it so it's like whoa like what i i never really thought about it's like oh what 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 does come next i don't know like yeah, yeah
1: well it's still early days and you need <laughs> to um i think another thing you mentioned is that when you shut your eyes you're still on the trail so you know you you, yeah. you may have physically left the trail but um you know i guess mentally you're still kind of moving forwards on the trail and yeah and, and, I would say
0: so
1: you've got to get used to your surroundings and stuff and and then like yeah. you said the the really the possibilities are endless I one of, some of my favorite books are Jen Far Davis's um Becoming Odessa and mm-hmm. um what was the, uh, the second one called when she breaks the record
0: called again
1: called again and yeah. uh, some of them, my favorite books because You know, I could listen to Jen on a podcast and, you know, I'd get an hour or two, um, but it's nothing like reading a book and just going right into it. So I'd love to, you know, read your book if you ever did write one about your experiences. And I mean, you know, you're a young lady, so it's just really the beginning. Um, So there's plenty more um, adventures to go on, but I'd love to read about this one. And it's been a pleasure to, you. you know, h- speak with you and share your story with not just me, but everybody else listening to this, um, podcast as well. Right. Yeah. right. um I'm going to, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say goodbye to the listeners and, um, and, and, and is, is there anything that you'd like to share? Maybe thank anyone you want to thank or, Um, Any direction you want to point people in before um, we kind of shut this down?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I guess to anyone listening or anyone that followed along, I, I just thank you for the, just the outpouring of support. Um, I feel really humbled. I, you know, just by since, since finishing just um, the amount of like, amount of personal messages i've gotten from people and um that that just this journey has touched somehow it's really meaningful to hear those stories and um and just to to learn that this has that um that this has been inspirational um to to people in different ways and it's really it, it just means a lot to me to to hear about that and um and all, all, the support throughout the journey. And I just, I, I'm really floored and I, I had no idea. And it, it's just, I, I feel really grateful. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I got the last question. Did you get sick of the banana and uh, strawberry smoothies?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah. Not, not to end on like a, a really like, personal gross note but um I, I at one point my body just wasn't so into them <laughs> my stomach i was like i think i need to like ease off on the smoothies for now <laughs> so they, they were <laughs> great for a while but i was like i think i need more like solid food so i'll just leave it at that
1: <laughs> yeah it'll probably be a couple of months maybe years before you go and have another banana yeah.
0: strawberry
1: smoothie, or maybe not <laughs> who knows you know it may you yeah. take you right, right back to the trail each year i go it's to right. uh, thailand and um yeah. i always love eating green curries and whenever i have a green yeah. whenever i smell thai basil it just takes me straight back to thailand so hopefully the uh oh, the, the smoothie will have that effect with you i uh, think
0: yeah no yeah mostly good memories with the smoothies so
1: yeah yeah <laughs> um well that's uh let's i guess end there and i really feel this podcast is not even scraping the surface of what you experienced it it gives people a bit of an idea uh, and a structure and um of what happened out there but wow i suppose that's they're your experiences and and i'd love like i said for you to share those um in it's, even if it in some way in writing and to read about that but um what what a, an amazing experience that liz thanks for Thanks for coming on, really.
0: Yeah, thank you. And th- thanks for having me on. And it, it was, uh, yeah, really fun to talk to somebody who's also just so pas- passionate about the trail. And, um, and it, yeah, it was just really fun um, talking to you about it. So th- thanks for having me on. And I really do love the show and I, I listen to it all the time. So.
1: And there you have it, Liz's story of how she became the fastest Northbound supported female on the Appalachian Trail. What an adventure. Liz's enthusiasm is contagious. She's a very bright, um, energetic person. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Liz as much as I did talking to her. Uh, so, as I said, uh, whilst you guys are listening to this, I'm out running on the Southwest Coast Path in um, Britain the longest national trail here which is 630 miles Long and um, anyone wanting to follow my progress, please go to the live tracking page, which is on my website, www.christianultra.com. That's Christian, K R, with a um, no C H, K R I S T I A N. And in the meantime, have a great week. I look forward to um, seeing you back here next week to listen to uh, the next episode. Have a great um, week, guys. Thanks. Thank you